Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Monday, February 28th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $38,208.28, down 0.72%. Ethereum at number two, $2,669.04, down 1.56%. Tether at number three, $1. BNB number four, $363.21, down 1.03%. USD coin number five, 99 cents. XRP at number six, 72 cents, down 0.31%. Cardano at number seven, 86 cents, up 0.37%. Terra at number eight, $73.77, down 2.19%. Solana at number nine, $86.16, down 1.62%. And Avalanche at number 10, $75.03, down 5.18%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So what we got today is extreme fear at 20. Yesterday was fear at 26. Last week was extreme fear at 25. And last month was extreme fear at 24. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is Tesla is accepting Dogecoin at new LA supercharger. Article two, Russia said SWIFT ban could be tantamount to a declaration of war. Article three, catastrophe, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto prices now braced for new Russia earthquake after SWIFT shock. Article four, how to make money in the metaverse. And last, the main topic today is Anonymous, the hacker collective that has declared cyber war on Russia. All right, before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. Again, if you can catch me on Podcast Realm, Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And if you're in a YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. All right, let's get into it. Article number one is Tesla is accepting Dogecoin at new LA supercharger. Drive-in and 50s diner still to come. A new Tesla supercharger is now open in Santa Monica, located at 1421 to 1425 Santa Monica Boulevard, just blocks from the beach. It is the first location Tesla supercharger network to accept payments in Dogecoin. The rumored plans for a drive-in theater and a 50s-style diner are no longer slated for this location, but will be added to an upcoming location which is planned for Hollywood. The Santa Monica facility will have 26 total supercharged, one fully operational. Elon Musk confirmed that the Dogecoin payments are going to go live, which makes this the first in the growing network to take crypto as a payment method. Elon Musk has long championed both Bitcoin and Dogecoin, with each serving a different function. The idea that the meme coin can be great for daily transactions is catching on with others such as Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks already selling merchandise and souvenirs in exchange for Doge. Though not widely known, there are up 2,000 companies that will accept Dogecoin as payment according to CryptWork. According to the site, this included 131 five shops and markets. Much of the commerce revolves, not surprisingly, around online services and digital goods but there are also tangible items such as food, clothing, and travel. In truth, the gold standard is already a barbarous relic. In a kind of mind-bending twist of logic, you can even purchase gold bullion with your doge in case you want to revert to the original non-digital form of gold, once called a barbarous relic by John Maynard Keynes in 1924. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this? Tesla is accepting Dogecoin at new LA supercharger. 
comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number two. Russia said swift ban could be tantamount to a declaration of war. A swift ban could make Russia go nuts again. Russia's invasion of Ukraine triggered a cascade of consequences that were rapidly felt throughout the world. Apart from property and human life, global finance and cryptocurrency in particular took a significant hit. On Saturday, the U.S. and its Western allies blocked certain Russian banks' access to the SWIFT international payment system, ratcheting up the pressure on Moscow as it continues its military attack on Ukraine. The measure is intended at seizing the Russian's economies, central bank reserves, and cutting off some Russian banks from its critical global financial network. The Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, or SWIFT, is a 48-year-old Belgian organization that serves as a clearinghouse for international money transfers between banks. More than 2,000 financial institutions in more than 200 countries, including Russia, rely on the secure messaging system. Daily, SWIFT transfers tens of billions of dollars between more than 11,000 banks and other financial institutions worldwide. SWIFT Bank. A quick takeaway, the central bank constraints are aimed at restricting access to the Kremlin's over $600 billion in reserves, obstructing uh, Russia's capacity to maintain the ruble as it depreciates in response to intensifying Western sanctions. According to U.S. authorities, Saturday's actions were designed to throw the ruble into freefall and foster surging inflation in Russia. The SWIFT Bank's connection with crypto. The market capitalization of all cryptocurrencies has fallen by $200 billion in the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a decline of more than 12% in the last 24 hours. According to Coindesk.com, cryptocurrency liquidations totaled $250 million globally shortly after Russia's incursion into Ukraine. The crash comes just four days before the United States and European Union agreed to inflict the most severe financial penalties yet on Russia for attacking its neighbor. Many of the cryptos industry's biggest and most established cryptocurrencies have been deep in the red even before the announcement of the SWIFT ban. According to the market tracker CoinGecko.com, Bitcoin plummeted to its lowest level since January 24th, below $35,000 before edging marginally above that threshold. Punishing Russia with a SWIFT choke could have broad ramifications for the crypto space. In the eyes of some proponents, it could dampen their enthusiasm to invest. The SWIFT ban's effect, if Saturday's actions are as severe as described, resulting economic dislocation could result in domestic political unrest for Russian President Vladimir Putin. The SWIFT cutoff has the enormous potential to spread the pain of Western reprisal over Putin's atrocities far more widely than earlier rounds of sanctions. And for the part of the cryptocurrencies, any disruption in the global finance market means a disturbance in the normal flow of trade in the crypto space as well. There are so-called sentiments to be wary of and appease, and these are fragile and unpredictable. It could be worse. While forcing Russia into recession would not prevent his tanks from rolling into Ukraine's capital city, it will exact a price on Putin's government, if not on the despot uh, personally. When Russia invaded and annexed Crimea in 2014, the supported separatist forces in eastern Ukraine, countries on both sides of the Atlantic considered the swift option. According to the Associated Press, Russia declared at the time that being booted out of SWIFT could be tantamount to a declaration of war. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Russia said SWIFT ban could be tantamount to a declaration of war. 
comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number three. Catastrophe, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto prices now braced for new Russia earthquake after swift shock. Bitcoin and Ethereum and cryptocurrencies price have swung widely over the last week as Russia's invasion of Ukraine sends shockwaves through global markets, adding to fears of a catalytic market shift. The Bitcoin price fell under 35000 per Bitcoin this week before rebounding sharply. Ethereum and other major cryptocurrencies have been equally as volatile as extreme fear grips investors. Now, traders are braced for severe gyrations after Russia was kicked off the world's main international payments network, SWIFT, with the former Russian central bank deputy chairman warning of catastrophe on the Russian currency market. It means there is going to be a catastrophe on the Russian currency market on Monday, Sergei Alashikel told Reuters, I think they will stop trading and then the exchange rate will be fixed at an artificial level, just like in Soviet times. On Saturday, the US, the EU, the UK, France, Germany, Italy, and Canada announced in a joint statement they would penalize Russia's central bank and exclude some Russian banks from the SWIFT messaging system used for trillions of dollars worth of transactions around the world and designed to prevent the Russian central bank from deploying its international reserves in ways that undermine the impact of our sanctions. It's thought Russia holds about $300 billion of foreign currency offshore, enough to disrupt money markets if it's frozen by sanctions or moved suddenly to avoid them, according to a Credit Suisse report reported by Bloomberg. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto prices had recovered along with stock markets toward the end of this week as traders came to terms with Russian sanctions. However, it's thought that the latest measures could trigger fresh volatility with soaring commodity prices and inflation fears rattling investors in recent weeks. Bitcoin's extreme price volatility at a time when the gold price has climbed has undermined the popular narrative that Bitcoin has begun acting as digital gold, a so-called safe haven asset that investors flee to in times of perceived risk, though some Bitcoin and crypto investors remain confident. In contrast to major stock indices, uh, Bitcoin hasn't actually recorded a lower low this week. Mikhail March, executive director at digital asset fund ARK36, wrote in an email note, this small detail could be of great significance in terms of the talk around Bitcoin as a safe haven asset. Despite the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto price recovery, fears persist that the Bitcoin price could fall back again. The situation is still volatile and the $40,000 levels are still the resistance. Morsh added, unless Bitcoin meaningfully breaks this barrier, revisiting the range lows or even the $30,000 support is still very much on the table in the short term. If the situation in Ukraine escalates even more, Bitcoin may fall below $30,000 as investors leave for defensive assets. Alex Kubishkiv, senior financial analyst at FX Pro, said in email comments pointing to reports Russia could use cryptocurrency to circumvent sanctions. Otherwise, the country will not survive the growing sanctions pressure from Western countries. However, others in the Bitcoin and crypto community think it's unlikely Bitcoin could be used by Russia to evade global sanctions. The suggestion that Russia could be used Bitcoin to evade sanctions is mostly an exaggeration by the media. Corey Clipston, the chief executive of Bitcoin buying app Swan Bitcoin, said via Telegram. Technically, Russia could use Bitcoin given its permissionless open nature, but there are methods for agencies to trace Bitcoin transactions. 
it's important to note that Bitcoin is technology that can be accessed by anyone, no matter if you agree with their actions or not. Almost $14 million has so far been donated to the Ukraine war effort through anonymous Bitcoin donations, according to researchers at Elliptic, a blockchain analysis company. On Saturday, the official Twitter account for the Ukraine government posted, stand with the people of Ukraine. Now accepting cryptocurrency donations, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USDT, a stable coin pegged to the US dollar. Addresses for two cryptocurrency wallets collected millions of dollars in Bitcoin, Ethereum within just a few hours. Across the globe, demand for Bitcoin continues to increase as the need for a decentralized censorship-resistant store of value becomes more evident by the day added Clipston. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Catastrophe. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto prices now braced for a new Russia earthquake after swift shock. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that's been supporting me so far. I've been looking at the analytics and a lot of listeners in Asia. So thank you again for all the people in Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, and also Indonesia. Thank you so much. If you are interested in crypto, please send your family, friends to Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And I've been seeing a lot of people in America watching their YouTube videos. So thank you so much. Again, you can catch me on Dave's Daily Crypto Take YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four, how to make money in the metaverse. Making money in the metaverse is possible. The virtual world has already become a source of income for many people. We just need a little creativity and talent for us to grow our crypto wallet in the metaverse. Currently, there are already different activities that can be carried out and that will allow you to have profits. Whether you are an artist, you know programming, or you just have good social skills, then you will be able to make the most of these types of activities and jobs within the metaverse. Although for now, they are experimental activities. In the future, it could be your full-time job. So NFT seller, this is one of the main professions that will be the most in demand in the metaverse going forward. These are small virtual entrepreneurs who are in charge of selling all kinds of digital objects from works of art, clothing, goods, accessories. In short, everything that can be listed within a metaverse and that can be public may be interested in exhibiting or have within the platform. NFTs, in addition to being digital objects to display your virtual life, are also assets that are minted on a blockchain and are exclusive. There is no other like it in the metaverse. That means you don't have it in a local place that can be lost, but it's stored in your wallet address. You can start creating NFTs of all kinds and in two-dimensional collectibles or market them legitimately. In the case of Decentraland, a metaverse we've told you about before, every piece of clothing and item for your homes is an NFT that can be bought, sold, or transferred between wallets. In the metaverse, you can get entire collections of the biggest brands of clothing and accessories that are in the real world right now. So you could do very well if you decide to be one of those sellers. Digital Model Builder. While every metaverse has users and access to that, uh, simple building tools on platforms like Decentraland and the Sandbox, you may be able to spend your time designing and building 3D models of structures you might have in the metaverse. In Decentraland, it is not cheap at all, so owners will want to have digital constructions that they can show off or that allow them to make the most of it. For example, in events, entertainment activities, and any other creative activity that generates more profit, but they need to have the right structure for it. 
You could also be hired as a structural designer under the parameters and request of an investor owner who needs a specific 3D model that would allow you to have those earnings. And for example, there is a case of the modeler in Decentraland who started for free and learned many more skills that today he is hired for hundreds of dollars to carry out with his digital works. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? How to make money in the metaverse? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, last but not least, the main topic today is Anonymous, the hacker collective that has declared cyber war on Russia. The group has claimed credit for hacking the Russian Ministry of Defense database and is believed to have hacked multiple state TV channels to show pro-Ukraine content. Cyber conflicts are fought in the shadows, but in the case of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it is a group that calls itself Anonymous that has made the most public declaration of war. Late on Thursday, the hacker collective tweeted from an account linked to an anonymous, your NN1, that it had Vladimir Putin's regime in its sights. In the days since, the group has claimed credit for several cyber incidents, including distributed denial of service attacks, where a site is rendered unreachable by being bombarded with traffic that have brought down government websites and that of Russia today. The state-backed news service, the DDoS attacks, will still appear to be working on Sunday afternoon with the official sites from the Kremlin and Ministry of Defense still inaccessible. Anonymous also said it had hacked the Ministry of Defense database, while on Sunday it was claimed that the group had hacked Russian state TV channels, posting pro-Ukraine content, including patriotic songs and images from the invasion. Someone hacked into the Russian state TV channels. They feature Ukrainian music and national symbols. Internet users suspect that this may be another action by their hacker group Anonymous, which declared a cyber war to Russia in connection with the attack on Ukraine. The group's nature as an informal collective makes it difficult to attribute these attacks to Anonymous definitely. Jamie Collier, a consultant at U.S. cybersecurity firm Mandiant, said it can be difficult to directly tie this activity to Anonymous as targeted entities will likely be reluctant to publish related technical data. However, the Anonymous Collective has a track record of conducting this sort of activity and is very much in line with their capabilities. Its targets in the past have included the CIA, the Church of Scientology, and Islamic State. And although the collective was left reeling by a number of arrests in the U.S. in the early 2010s, it revived activity after the murder of George Floyd. One former anonymous member has described its guiding principle as anti-oppression. Russia Today openly attributed the problems with its website to anonymous and claimed that tax came from the U.S. after group had published its declaration of war. A spokesperson for the channel said after the statement by Anonymous, RT's website became the subject of massive DDoS attacks from some 100 million devices, mostly based in the U.S. By contrast, cyber activity against Ukraine has been muted so far. Despite widespread predictions that a Russian military assault on the country would be combined with digital shock and awe. Ukrainian websites were hit with DDoS attacks ahead of the offensive, including the Ukrainian Defense Ministry and Privet Bank, Ukraine's largest commercial bank, but there has been nothing on the scale of NotPetya assault in 2017, when a devastating malware attack attributed to Russia destroyed computers in Ukraine and around the world. Cloudfair, a U.S. tech firm that protects companies against DDoS attacks, described the initial denial of service sorties last week as relatively modest. 
the UK and US governments have already blamed an earlier set of DOS attacks against Ukrainian websites on the 15th of second and 16th of February. So nonetheless, the cyber dimensions in the Ukraine conflict has been low key up to this point. Professor of Practice at the Blavin School of Government at Oxford University and former head of Cybersecurity Center says cyber has played remarkably little part in the conflict so far. The cybersecurity activity from Russia against Ukraine has been there, but is consistent with Russia's cyber harassment of the country going back years. Similarly, from what we can see, the response against Russia from the West has not had a strong cyber component so far. It has been bought about stringent sanctions. All this might change, and the West is right to remain on high alert for increased cyber activity. So there you guys have it. Anonymous has the hacker collective has been declared cyber war on Russia. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, last but not least, let's take a look at the prices one last time. At Bitcoin, $38,179. Ethereum, $2,653. Tether, $1. BNB, $362. USD coin, $0.99. Cents. XRP, $0.72. Cents. Cardano, 86 cents, Terra, $73, Solana, $86, and last but not least, Avalanche at $74. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, like, share, and subscribe helps me out greatly. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.